What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Joey, and we got Bobby over here, my host. Woop woop. <laughs> I'm a little uh, in shock right now because, you know, Ashley got me on the spot. We got two very special guests. We got Judson in the house. Yo, Say what's whoa. up, Judson. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> and then we got <laughs> Ashley Velos in the house. Ashley, welcome so, back. Apologies, alcohol. I just live here now. I can't yeah, host with you guys. You're like our co-host sidekick. <laughs> yeah. We're Batmans, you're Robin. <laughs> we're you're Batman and we're Robins. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I could be the Batmobile. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Batmobile. Batmobile. <laughs> we just jump on your shoulders and you just take us where yeah, we want to go. Send me on, Robin. <laughs> Can I be like Nightwing? I don't want to be. I'll Nightwing. give you that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, be the Nightwing. Bomb Bomb's more of like a Robin. But not the one that dies, right? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Bomb Bomb. Love you. Anyways, uh, Judson, welcome. Thanks. What up? How's it going? Pretty chill. Yeah. Just uh, in town. Staying with Ashley, teaching some dance classes. Nice. Getting out in nature. Hell yeah. Doing the Utah thing. Very nice. Judson, what? where are you from? Yeah. I grew up in Northern California, in San Jose. Uh, and then I live in LA now. So okay. Always been a Cali boy. Nice. And uh, what kind of dance do you do? Uh, mostly do contemporary and ballet, modern, and then hip hop, jazz. Awesome. Um, yeah, mostly like uh, one of everything. Yeah, technical based and yeah, just a mix of everything, kind of melting pot. I think. Right on, right on. Which one's your favorite though? Uh, I mean, like I feel like we're in this place where, like, so many people are doing so many different styles, and I don't know if we're necessarily like, I don't know. There's no like specific style anymore. Like everything is like melting together so I feel like anything that's more like expressive and more explorative Mm -hmm. as far as like movement goes um, I guess you could kind of like put that under contemporary but I guess like contemporary there's so much to that as well you know like if you watch like so you think you could dance there's you know a very like commercial type of contemporary but then Mm -hmm. if you look at like companies in Europe and choreographers like William Forsyth and Yuri Killian, you know, that's also considered contemporary and that's more ballet and also more theatrical. Right. Um, but I guess I tend to be more on like the theatrical side. Right on. Expressive. That's dope. How long have you been dancing? Uh, since I was eight and I'm 29 now, so quite Ooh. a while. You're old? So old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, when is, when is the li- when's the line of old? I would say. I don't no. think it exists. I, yeah, it's a I mean, state of mind. Yeah, mind. exactly. Like I, I felt like when I was gonna turn thirty, like she was just gonna go like South. down the fan. <laughs> you know, just like yeah, yeah. I just, w- I wasn't gonna be as like happy as I am now, and I'm like in good shape, feel really yeah. healthy, like yeah. feel really assured of myself. So for sure, yeah. I don't know. I always wondered about you because you, Bobby, you look super young, like all the time. Everyone says it all the time because you're 40 and you look right. like you're God. I don't know, 31. I look yeah. like I'm God. You look like you're God. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm 31. Mean. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. But yeah, I, uh, I think, like you're saying, 
an age is a number if you and it's kind of how you talk to yourself right if you're mm-hmm. saying that you're old and you're always hurt you're probably old and always hurt yeah, yeah. totally but if you act like a kid like myself <laughs> and vice versa same yeah <laughs> kid with responsibilities yeah, yeah. But yeah, still getting your shit done, but playing around too. Exactly, exactly. I like that mentality. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a Deadpool mentality right there. It's a good mentality. But anyways, um, that's dope. Like going to the age thing. Sorry, before we jump yeah. off of that, I was gonna say like thirty-five, but it's different for every dance style. I was thinking forty actually, but but I, I, I mean, said it in like with state of mind and yeah, we went there. Yeah. I, like I, I agree with that better. one way more. Me too. Cause, yeah. But like, I, I've had this discussion with Andrea because she's more of a technical, like, she grew up in the studio, and she's like, yeah, we start to decline after, like, 25. It, like, it's downhill from there. Like, professionally, mm. right? And she's like, I feel like B-boys are opposite. You reach 10 years, and then you just keep getting better <laughs> until you can't move. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't... I'm 40 years old, and really feel that way knock on wood <laughs> but again it's like the state of mind thing that you're saying that's way better anywho <laughs> um yeah, have you ever lived out here no just visited just visited yeah when was the first time you visited and why first time I visited uh, I was assisting this choreographer Brian Friedman okay and he came to teach at Millennium out here I think Andrea came to that class Mm. Yeah. That's probably how she knows you. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's crazy. That was a long time ago. But yeah, that was my first time. And then met uh, Ashley, like, right away. She had these, like, Merkaba crystals that she, like, made. <laughs> and I was, they were, and like, I have in a, my purse. Yeah, and I have a tattoo of it. And I was we just were like, like oh. Wait, can yeah, I see I it? Like, yeah. <coughs> oh, oh, nice. That's badass. Yeah, I got it in Barcelona. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we met, and then... From there, it was just like, I don't know, we just like hit it off right away and just started shooting the shit right away. Hell yeah. And I like, I go deep right away. Like, I don't want to talk about like the Kardashians or like (laughs) any drama or I don't really watch TV or like do much of that. So for me, like if we can't like, if it's surface level, you know, I kind of just like tune it out and I'd rather like sit in the corner and like people watch. So yeah. um, But yeah, so we met and just hit it off and then. We would just, I'm like, hike like, every time he would come in town. Yeah, it comes Like, awesome. we only barely started dancing together. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we don't even... We're like, have we danced together yet? No, we like, don't even <laughs> hang out and dance. We just go and, We like, just, like, hike and talk shit. Do nature. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, go smoke weed in the woods and do happy and all the fun stuff. So. Hell yeah. What is that, uh... What did you call it? Merkaba. Merkaba. That's so, my initial. Yeah, so Merkaba is, like, it... It kind of comes from like uh, like Kabbalah or like Jewish mysticism. Uh, like I think it's Merkava with a V or something. I'm probably wrong, but um, it translates to like chariot or like holy chariot. Okay. And to me, it like represents almost like our aura, but like something different than the aura. Uh-huh. Um, it's more of like a shape. It mm-hmm. it reminds me of almost like. A, I don't know, like, the human body, like, the form. All right. Like, um, Da Vinci's Code of Yeah, Code. Da Vinci's Code. If you okay. look at that, like, that's kind of representative of Mercado. Mm. Yeah, it's, oh, it's two cool. triangles in, like, different directions, one facing up, one facing down. Yeah, Father but Sky, then, Mother Earth. Yeah, and you imagine it as, like, a tetrahedron, so it's, like, 
three-dimensional and so the whole thing you would like fit inside it and essentially you can use it you spin it in meditation and you can use it to like travel interdimensionally it's okay pretty much like your spaceship in a way hell yeah um but yeah that's awesome they say they used to like to move planetary things and to like fix issues like way back in like galactal whatever Mm. they would sit and meditate and imagine it and like there's a there's a, a story about that's where the um what is it the bermuda triangle they think that oh. they were in a basically in a position where they were trying to i can't remember if it was like aliens or martians but it was like a time where they had to move something and uh-huh. so they were doing the meditation and they were moving the whatever it was and they 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 fucked it up basically and they dropped it and so they say that that Bermuda Triangle creates this energy underneath the water and that's what that is and that's why people will interdimensionally like disappear like through those spaces so yeah that's crazy I used to make those 3D dream catchers where you like I remember that do you remember those that that's the Merkaba so like sitting underneath it and like yeah Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I was heavily working with that with that shape, like when he came in the studio, like it was like ridiculous. Yeah, and then you can kind of you can kind of like use it as like a like a tool to like clear energy as well. Like a lot of times, many times I've been in kind of like a cloudy environment, like maybe at the beach or, um, you know wherever it's cloudy right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh and i'll like meditate and i'll do like the merkaba meditation and like more often than not like the clouds will clear up like above me and like whoa the space will clear so yeah it can be used to like yeah kind of like ground and and then also you can like once you create one it will like always be there because like time is always existing right so you like what i like to do is i like to go different places and like activate them and like leave like love and you know that kind of right um feeling and and like grounded into the earth and then that pillar of light that will always exist there uh, in that spot like, that you met it okay totally very cool <laughs> what got you uh into it um i i mean i've always kind of seen like shapes and different like geometries and stuff but the first time was with like a a friend of mine who does reiki and he he kind of like had it around and like mentioned it and i also felt like very connected to it too Mm -hmm. so i was like i mean i think i kind of had been introduced to it um but honestly like most of the stuff that I've like learned about has just like come to me in different ways. Right. Um either by, you know, looking it up or just kind of uh like a download, you would say, or I spend a lot of time alone in nature, so mm-hmm. I'm constantly just deciphering through like, you know, what are the what are the thoughts that are you know, these sort of like subjective thoughts that come from these ideas that have been given to me. And then also like, what are, what are the thoughts that are my own thoughts and what are the thoughts that are truth? And then even behind that, like, what are, what are the thoughts of like the collective, you know? And, right. um, so yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, I remember being when you would like still print stuff out because you you know you couldn't like save it or oh whatever. yeah like, <laughs> I remember looking up like I remember having this like like four pages and and several other things I'd print out but 
like about how to like make a force field or how to like make an aura like your egg and to reinforce that right so it was like looking that up when i was like nine ten eleven you know <laughs> that's like, awesome and then like that's crazy yeah, that's awesome. just, like, yeah. nine-year-old thinking about i know this right. now. Yeah, like, like, i was not thinking about that kind learning of how to like, like, yeah <laughs> yeah I'm learning how to like uh well just because i i i knew i needed to like i was really really open and I knew I needed to put up some blocks to kind of, like, protect myself a little bit. Because, like, I would be in, like, class and I would have, like, like a spirit come, you know. And, and I would get really distracted by it. And I, I had to, like, kind of put put these blocks up so that I wouldn't be distracted by it. And then I would become aware of it and know that it's there. But I wouldn't, like, I don't, like, physically see it or I don't, like... Because I, I kind of like turn that off. Right. But I can explain what it looks like, but I, I don't see it in front of me like as a... Right. There's like a, this other way of seeing. Um, so not like a clairvoyance kind of thing, but more like a... Yeah, like it, it wouldn't be like someone standing in front of me, but yeah. like in my imagination almost, I can like envision and be like, oh, it looks like this and this and this and like... Interesting. But, yeah, like when I was young, I... There's a fun, sto- like, little story with, and my mom, she always, like, it's always something, like, weird for her, but, um, when I was in, like, I want to say, like, fourth or fifth grade, uh-huh. uh, I used to do, like, after-school kind of babysitter thing at the school, and we had these two really sweet, like, older Portuguese women, mm-hmm. and, um, there was one day that my mom was kind of running late, and I was the last kid left, and... And we were, like, just in the, the space, and um, I don't know why, like, what compelled me to, like, tell them to do this, but, like, we had, like, the lights off, and it was just us three, and I know that sounds inappropriate, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, I just, I just asked them to put their hands out, like, fake palm up. And then I went and I like hovered my hands above theirs and I just like closed my eyes. And then I started seeing these like rainbow images and I'd never like done anything like this before. Um, So yeah, so I started seeing these rainbow images that were essentially like people and auras. And I started telling them these like past things that would happen. Uh So one of the things was like, I saw one of the women, like, grabbing her heart and, like, falling onto her bed. I saw, like, the neighbors trying to take away their dog. And I saw, like, her son moving out. And, like, all of those things, like, happened. Like, she had had a heart attack Whoa. in her bedroom. She had, you know, the her son had brought a dog over that, like, they didn't want... The neighbors didn't want over there anymore because it was barking so much. And then... Her, because of that, her son was, like, moving out because he, like, had a girlfriend and this and that. And so then my mom came to pick me up and, and like, you know, she walks in and these ladies are, like, <laughs> wide-eyed and they're, like, your son, like, like holy shit. Yes, like, some, you know, like, something and, like, da 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 And, like, and yeah, other instances of just, like, premonitions and, you know, just little things that, like, like, yeah, there was one time this woman had, like, stolen all this money from a school in San Jose, and uh-huh. she was, like, on the run, and they didn't know, like, where she was, and they, like, you know, they, d- it wasn't on the news, they didn't say any location, and, like, 
I like closed my eyes. I was watching it with my mom. It was like a weekend. It was during the day. And I like closed my eyes and I saw like Texas and I saw a star. And I just blurted out like, oh, Austin, Texas. And my mom was like, what? I was like, I don't know. I just saw like Texas and a star. Like I think she's in Austin. You know, she's like, and then she started like hammering me. She was like, who told you that? Like, why did, why do you think that? Like, da, 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 da. Like who said that? Da, da, da. Did you see something that said that? And I was like, no, like, why are you, like, asking me all these questions, you know? And she was like, well, it, like, in the newspaper this morning, it said that they think she might be in Austin, Texas. Oh. And, like, and then I literally just started, like, crying and, like, got chills and stuff. Because I, I don't you know, out. I'm like, yeah, not freaked me out, but I was just like, it just was a response. Yeah. Um, yeah, because for me, like, I don't feel responsible for, like, any of it, like, um... I had this really amazing, uh, like mentor, uh, Alonzo King that I worked with, not for a very long time, but he had a big like influence on me and he would always talk about how like his art and his choreography was something that like came through him. It wasn't necessarily something he did. Right. Um, and it was always about him being like this vessel for like the creativity to work through mm -hmm. and he didn't feel the like responsibility for it like a channel yeah like a channel or and i've always felt that with like my choreography like i'll i'll make something and then i'll watch it after mm -hmm. and i'll be like who the fuck made that you know like i'm just like that like that's not me like mm -hmm. i'll make things that i would like be like oh that's cool like i didn't make that you know like i just wow and i don't know if it was like i know i don't know if it was a confidence thing like i don't know if i couldn't own up to the fact that like I put a lot of work in and trained a lot and that's like, mm -hmm. you know, the result of that. Mm -hmm. But also I just never felt like it ever came from me. I just always kind of, I see it in these like puzzle pieces and then they slowly start to like form this picture and then it like comes so that together. Is, that is clairvoyance. Mm -hmm. So it is. Oh, yeah. wow. And it's channeling too because it's like, yeah. I think um, like way back when I was like religious, like I remember choreographing and thinking, I didn't come up with that. Like, can I even take credit for that? Like, but yeah, that's, that's mm. so cool. I haven't like heard anyone else say that. So I love hearing that. That's what led me to that angel book, by the way. Is oh, like, really? Yeah. Cause I went into that reader and I said, I want to know who my guides are. Cause I, I know that like this shit is not coming from me. And she opened the book and handed me it. And I, it was the, it was the angel that is tied to cre like creative stuff. And I just started bawling when I was reading the descriptions because I was like, I know her. I've, I've, she's the one I hear in my ear when I create, like she's the one that comes through and everything she symbolized was about creation and being with the process and like trusting it and all of that. And I was just like, Oh my God, I know her. And then to have her name is, was cool, but it is crazy. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah, that's cool. I love that. That's yeah. Rad, dude. Something that like really reiterated it for me too, was the book, um, big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she also has a really great Ted talk. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, she's the one who like wrote eat, pray, love. And, Oh, okay. um, oh yeah, yeah. And after that, she had this like struggle to, <laughs> you know, make something as great as that. And right. she, like, she started to think about inspiration and, and she started to look at, like, our past and see how, you know, these people treated inspiration. And, you know, during the Renaissance, most of the painters, they believed that they had these, like, muses that lived in the wall. 
and like the muse would come through them and visit them and it would cause the painting to happen and then they would like leave so in that sense like if you're a really good painter you just have a good muse if you're a shit painter you just your muse is shit but right. it's not you like you yeah. lose the responsibility and then it switched wow. over in the industrial age to when we we started to feel like man was the genius that that not genius was coming from outside mm-hmm. so then that becomes really daunting because then you have this huge responsibility and then that's where this whole like suffering artist kind of came from that's mind-blowing yeah because like i think you get to a point too when you're like oh i've expressed all the trauma i can you know like what am i gonna do create more drama in my life or work from a place of inspiration and yeah at this point i'm i'm i i had that and for a second i was like oh i feel like i worked through a lot of my shit you know always working through it but yeah. But I wanted to not work from this place of, like, suffering and pain, but work from this place of, like, being inspired, you know, like, looking how the trees move and being like, oh, I want to, like, move like the trees or, you know, just finding these different ways of um, activating rather than, you know, being down on yourself or, right like, I don't know, you think of, like, uh, what, like, Hemingway was a huge, like, alcoholic and, you know, like, many <laughs> yeah. of those people, like... I've had that shit. I'll, I'll go sit at a bar and drink a couple whiskeys and, like, knock out some poetry, you know? Like... Fuck. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's fun, like... But I'd rather... I don't know. Try a different... A different route that's le- a little less, uh... A, Intoxicating. Um, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> like, a little better for my body, maybe, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Mm. Crazy. I, I have a question. I ask all of our guests this. I, I want to kind of guess, but your astrology sign, like your Ooh, zodiac yeah. sign. You should oh, yeah, guess. Get it. Try get to it. guess. I'm either going to go with water sign or air sign. Air sign. Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Welcome Let's to the club. Go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, that's right. It's our time. Yeah. yeah. What day is yours, Craig? I'm the 30th of January. No. Oh, that's right. You're at the end of January. Yeah, I yeah. totally was like, okay, he's either an Aquarius or he's a Pisces or a Cancer? My mom's a Pisces. Okay, that's interesting. So I'm Aquarius, and then my mom's a Pisces, so I feel like I that probably rubs off. And then my, like, rising and moon are both Cancer, so. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> that's my... Anyways. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in, like, you know, we're in this, like, the age of Aquarius right now. We're yeah. in this, like, shift, this, like, new kind of new thing the Kali Yuga if you you know if you're into like the yoga side of it and essentially it's about like melding things together like creating new things by like bringing things mm. together and right I really see that with like our generation and our culture because what we need yeah if you look at like one of my favorite things is to like look at origin stories, you know, of like oh, yeah. many different and like many origin stories have like similarities with like the star Sirius, the Pleiades formation, um, and like the Orion's belt, you know, those are very similar. The Dogon, they have a lot of stuff with the Orion's belt, obviously, obviously the Egyptians, they built the pyramids and that formation in China and like Europe and South America like everything has a similarity of like Pleiades, Sirius, Orion's belt 
gods from the sky. Some of the gods from the sky wanted to control people. Some of the gods from the sky wanted to give knowledge. You know, and like, right. and mm-hmm. and pretty much like, I think we're here to like listen to all the stories and then like breathe, bring them together like yeah. through us now. And because yeah. totally. we've been, you know, I think we've been compartmentalized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there was no internet. There was no way to like reach each other and now we can be like oh that's interesting like you your culture believes you came from this like yeah. my culture believes like this that's kind of yeah. similar yeah. you know like yeah Quetzalcoatl reminds me of like Horus or you know yeah. like there's like all these like different kind of mm-hmm. things so with yeah, the symbols too time. like on all the old like uh pyramids and stuff they have all the different symbology where they figured out like Oh, that's from the other side of the world, and it's the same freaking symbol. Yeah, and it like was the, so long ago. Like the flower of life yeah. was like they the flower of life they found in like a temple in Egypt, and then like they've you know they've seen it in I've seen it in China, you know, and the on those like yeah. the um, I don't know what they're called, but the dogs and they have the ball, and the ball is like a flower of life. And oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's many like <laughs> the flower of life is in many different places in Islamic art and and. Actually, a friend of mine told me a really cool thing about Islamic art is, I think it's Islamic art, I might be wrong again, don't quote me here, but um, we were talking about, uh, she does a lot of work in the medicine community with um, a lot of tribes from the Amazon, so they're doing a lot of uh, ayahuasca, and um, I got this bracelet from from them and we were talking about how they make art and a lot of their art comes from the different like geometries that they see when they're journeying okay um so then we were talking about islamic art and if you look at islamic art you're not allowed to paint anyone that's alive um, really i believe it's either islamic or muslim or you know something in that sense but yeah you're not a any like sacred art you're not allowed to paint someone that's living you can only paint like geometries mm-hmm. so you know if you look at and geometries that come from visions that you have in meditation yeah so these like higher altered states do you, do you know the full what's the philosophy behind that do you know i'm not sure that would be like a google thing it's like because <laughs> well, it's like a, oh, it's fine. a symmetry thing too so it's like yeah when you start studying like symbology like um it, it gives power to certain things so okay. like, i think also like beyond symbology like there's like a there's a certain like pattern and flow to the universe and we're like completely subjected to that like we don't have any choice in the matter we're we're on this like huge rock that's like spinning and we have no control of that yeah you know like through an expanding universe and there's like certain like our the ancients understood that like there's certain flows and times that like things happen so they started to explain it with language and, you know, symbolism mm-hmm. and all this and that. But the thing is, is like, they're, they're explaining things that don't need explanation. Yeah. Their thing, okay. life is to be experienced, not really to be explained. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we have all this stuff to kind of like grasp and get a sense of what it is. But at the end of the day, it's really something to be experienced, like I said. So mm-hmm. I think the concept beyond, behind, you know, that is just like, painting what you see, you know, and, and I think they, you know, when you reach those altered states, it's believed to be like, you know, a state where you're with God or in higher consciousness and whatever you're receiving from that is, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if anyone who's done 
any hallucinogen, you know, uh, mushrooms, LSD, uh, DMT, you know, anything like that, ayahuasca, if you've sat with it, changa, um, you see a lot of geometries, you know, that's like a big part of the, mm -hmm. the you know, visions that you have. Um, like, I've closed my eyes and seen like the craziest thing, you know, mm -hmm. like stuff I wish I could like get on a computer and just like re, yeah. you know, remake, but. Yeah, that's amazing, like, how, it's not just one person that's saying it, it's mm -hmm. almost everybody. Well, that's and that's the it. thing is like, it's a communicative thing too. Like you can put up a symbol and it means something and then that communicates to a different dimension. Mm -hmm. It communicates to like a higher power, What? not even a higher power, but just like a different space. So it's like, in, like my friend, when he, uh, I think he went to Peru and he like sat with ayahuasca or whatever, he came back with all these like, I think it was like right after he just like got all these like sacred geometry posters and he would put them like between his mattress so that he was sleeping on the geometry like what? just like yeah and then like and so then I was like oh that's a good idea like so I started putting posters in my closet like charge I was like let me just charge my clothes <laughs> with oh my like gosh. this energy but yeah it's that yeah I've heard of like people like having conversations with people that are dead you know as oh, if yeah. they were like like right here like you and me just like actually talking oh you know? yeah for sure like, yeah and it's like like what what's re what's reality what's real yeah. you know like if what it is, yeah like that just has to like feel so real like isn't it real yeah you know what i mean it is yeah it is like, until well, like it's not a, essentially you know? like everything's perception so like when you're yeah. when you're in a dream state it's a, another reality essentially yeah and like and then who's to say that like when we wake up we're still in the same place that we went to bed in. You totally. Know, like, there's always something a little different, like... Yeah. But I found, so, it's called anaconism in Islam. Um, it's the avoidance of images of sen sentient beings in some forms of Islamic art. So it's not mm. all, but it's some forms. Um, but yeah, so it, com it comes from the prohibition of idolatry. So not worshiping idols mm. um is this about that painting yeah okay yeah yeah um and then the quran doesn't explicitly prohibit visual representation representation of living beings um yeah so i mean i'm i'm kind of reading no yeah wikipedia a little bit right now but I know it's kind of hard to multitask. Yeah, <laughs> like, keep it talking, but we'll all read on the same. We've tried that. But yeah, but, <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. Right but if you look at like you know, if you look at Islamic art, a lot of it is is you know, hmm. a lot of it is is uh, geometries and shapes and colors and. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to. And I wonder too if that. yeah. So if like, why are the pyramids like triangular too? You know. Well, I've heard well, that some of them are. It's a power yeah. shape. Essentially, there there are like a lot of. There's this theory that, like, even back as far as, like, the 1800s, like, they had, like, way more advanced technology than we did. Like, yeah. there's pictures of, like, way. old pictures of people in these, like, like by wheels and, like, um, so, like, if you look at, like, Europe and you look at all these places, like, everything looks like antennas, right? Like, all the churches, all this stuff, like, they look like what an antenna would look like. Interesting. So the theory mm -hmm. is that we actually had, like, free energy all around the world, and the way we did that was through our, like, our buildings and our structures yeah. and how we, you know, if you look at a lot of places above, like, it looks like a, like a cell, you know, mm -hmm. or like a, or not a cell, but a, um, a chip, 
you know, it looks oh, like yeah. a microchip or something that like moves energy. Yeah. So the theory is that we used to have all free energy technology and that all of our buildings were part of that. And then, you know, there's the power, the control. That, yeah. You know, didn't want in. that. Yeah. yeah. So then, you, <laughs> you know, you look at like how Thomas Edison, like, what did he do? He fucking stole his ideas, you know, from people and patented them and made money off of them when... And then there's people like Tesla who wanted to give free energy out to people because, right. like I said, I think they already had that back then. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. They said that's why the U.S. patent office <clears throat> exists because, and it's kind of like a channel too, like when you have a good idea that's brilliant that needs to be brought into the space, mm-hmm. 27,000 people get that same intuitive thing. Like, right. yeah, like I used to grow up hearing my grandfather be like, I was the one who invented garbage cans with wheels, but I just didn't like get on it and then somebody beat me to it and I would have been a millionaire and I'm like yeah you and 27,000 other people it's whoever gets there first that was me that was me and spinning rims spinning rims I'm not kidding you I sat in my friend's basement with him one night and we were just talking about shit and I'm like dude you know what would be cool if they made rims that still spun when you we're standing still. Okay. <laughs> I shit you not. It's a lot better than my idea. I wanted to have cubes for gum, and that already came out. <laughs> I shit you not, dude. Like, no less than two years later, spinning rims, dude. Juvenile, cash money, all had spinning rims. One well, thing that goes back to the, That's crazy. the whole thing that, like... Stupid, but crazy. Your ideas aren't your own. Your ideas yeah. are, like, existing in Nothing this, like, this, this open vastness. And then mm-hmm. when you're ready for it to come through, it'll pass through you. And then if you don't do it, it'll, it'll probably leave and go to the next person. Right. That's what also, like, wow. Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic, she talks a lot about that. And she talks about this one writer who... You know, he'll be, like, driving, and he'll get inspiration for a song, and he'll be like, hey, like, hold on, like, if you can't see, I'm not ready, you know, to, to receive this right now, like, I'm busy, but if you really want to be made, like, come back to me when I'm ready, and, and you'll, you know, I'll create you, and if, if I'm not meant to, then may you be passed on to the next person, and, like, and then wow. she, she yeah. also talks about this poet who would, like, she would, like, hear... She lived in, like, this rural part of, you know, America and, like, a long time ago. And she would, like, hear the poem coming and she would have to, like, run home and, like, get a pen and paper and write down the poem. And then there would be instances when, like, the poem would, like, rush past and then she would she would only, like, grab it by the tail. And then she, in those instances, she would pull it back into her backwards and the poem would come out perfectly but backwards. Whoa! Yeah, that's, Whoa, that's a trip. That. Yeah, like you mean she actually physically like was like reaching? Is that what you're talking I mean, about? I don't know that, but that's how she explained Describe it. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like when something comes through, you start yeah. to hear it over and over, and then it's like, okay, is this for me? And then if it hits you in a certain way, like you need to either feed it in that moment or let it pass. And yeah. sometimes yeah, it's meant to like grasp a little bit of like more pieces from you before it goes to the next person you know and yeah intriguing that's they talk about that have you ever heard of the law of one yeah they, they talk about stuff similar to that in the law of one like it's just a collective consciousness that we're all connected to <laughs> yeah. even no, is it bob proctor that talks about that like we don't actually have uh, 
our imagination is connected through that collective consciousness. So every yeah. thought that we think has already been thought. Yeah, no mm-hmm. idea is our own. Everything's yeah, and thought and everything's already been stated or said or exactly mm-hmm. in some way. Well, Welcome well, to the podcast, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> well, first law of thermodynamics, right, is no energy can be descri- created or destroyed. So, like, all energy that ever existed, like, is and ever was. So, mm-hmm. right. if time is energy, right, then all time is always existing, has existed, is, like, so every single moment, like, is perpetually existing in that moment and like is never going to go away right so like everything that's ever happened in the span of like the universe that's going to happen is like already done right but maybe it's happening at the same time yeah it's just in a different frequency mm-hmm. yeah it's on a different yeah. frequency convoluted universe Dolores yeah. Cannon. I love Dolores. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's my mama. Like, Dolores. <laughs> like, she's, we love Dolores. You know, I like, love Dolores. Yeah, I mean, we all, we and all. And she says that too. Sorry, welcome, yeah, welcome myself to the podcast, but <laughs> how you were saying, she talks about ancient times and she describes it as like, humans were so powerful. We were powerful beyond what we could handle. And so we created this, like, we lowered the dimensions of the universe essentially we we lowered our energy level because people were taking advantage of that mm. power of energy well that, totally. that's like the story of atlantis right yes so yeah they, they we had, took we it had too more far. civilized yeah. societies than we essentially do now and and those were brought to a crumble because we took advantage of it and we we flushed yeah. it up for ourselves you know and then it was kind of like the higher power was like okay well you can't handle this power like you don't know how to control how to handle this you know so then we're gonna like so that's they know like our frequency our vibration of where we're at is like way lower like we're at like three something like three thousand something compared to where we were we were like five thousand something third dimension like dimension. or yeah so and we're supposedly rising to that mm-hmm. yeah we're in like four right we're like <laughs> i think we're, we're almost going four. from we're not to 40 <laughs> the thing is like earth is already in five so like she's the already humans shifted, are we're below the vibration yeah because of... pretty much like cities were designed to like keep lower vibrational illusion maya reality like yeah. there you know maya. so so she was named Beautiful. For that reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Maya's yogi for the illusion, um, the veil. But um, yeah, so essentially, like, essentially, like the Matrix, right? We're like batteries for this like certain reality, and there's if you get enough people to believe in something, it'll become real, you know. Yep. So, so we're we have been subjected to be fuel for this certain reality for you know the powers that be and if we think you know and like who's in control like okay we have names like Rothschild and Soros and the Clintons and blah 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 but like at the end of the day the the real ones that are in control they don't have their names out there you know like they you know we don't we have no idea who any of their names are and they're Mm -hmm. pulling the strings from these other other people but more and more people are not buying into like the fear reality so that's why it's like dying and that's why we're seeing this like heavy grip of trying to push more and more fear mongering and that's why in this year we've literally had 
you know, BLM riots, we've had COVID, we've had, you know, whatever vaccine, yeah, we had whatever January 6th tried to be, we had like, you know, we've had all this crazy, just like this, 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 like constantly to, to distract us from the fact that like we are ascending and that us getting sick is us adapting and trying to evolve. You know, if you look at the history of like pathogens and stuff in, in nature, whenever a pathogen would come into a species, it, it helped the species to evolve and to adapt. So that, that's what I see what we're doing. And I think there's a lot of energy coming from the sun that's new energy, a lot of like coronal mass ejections. And then there's also what's talked about as the central sun and that's sending a lot of energy to us. And I find it interesting that we, you know, we're calling this a coronavirus when what is the sun? It's the corona, right? So, you know, like we, we got to look at these words that these people are using because, like I said, we don't need to explain this. We just have to experience it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are being like, oh, this is scary. I'm afraid. Like, do you have this? You're sick. Get tested. Do you have that? Like, it's like, no. I don't even need to call it sick. I don't need to call it anything. I just have to experience it. And and honestly, I got sick this year and it was like the most eye-opening and amazing thing in my life. I was mm-hmm. I learned so much and I was I just thought it was amazing that like right away my body was like I want soup. I want vegetables. I want this, you know. Rest. Like, I want rest. <laughs> I want think for me it was like you rest, know, like, like really yeah. bad. Yeah, and, and I thought it was incredible that like my body wanted and crave things that would make make it heal and mm-hmm. and then yeah and then I was like I wouldn't want to you know to each their own I think you know if, if this makes you feel safe like more more power to you I just I want everyone to feel safe and feel healthy mm-hmm. but like I don't want to because essentially the only thing that this does is it makes symptoms lessen so right. that if you were to get this you would have lighter symptoms and you wouldn't have to be hospitalized right i don't want to lessen my experience of life you know like i don't want to put something in my body that's gonna make me not experience life to the fullest and that means like feeling symptoms you know and and you need you need symptoms you need to detox you need a fever your body needs to warm up to be able to kill the virus you need to cough because you need to get that out of your body you need to oh shit you know what i mean like so it's like keep going so what's what's happening is you're we're essentially like we're making symptomless people and that's you know like how do you connect how do you know you're sick if you you don't have symptoms and how do you connect to like universe you know what i mean like that it's like giving birth like that's the most people you'll ever go through you know but like if you're like connecting to what that feels like it's painful and Mm. it's like the most mm. amazing thing in the whole world. I just have to say, when I when I got COVID, like the night I was with you that mm. night, remember? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mm. said, I'm not. My voice sounds weird. And yeah, I yeah. had COVID that night. Oh I'm not yeah. Kidding, no. I didn't know that, but you didn't get it. So. No, I've been around <laughs> lots so, of people with it. <laughs> um, I came home and I was like, I'm pretty sure I have COVID. Yeah. And. I just have to say the symptoms, like when they came on, I was so in that embrace of state of mind. I laid there with that heating pad and I was just like, mm. I meditated and I was like, bring it on. And yeah. I could like feel yeah. that virus 
Yeah, I can't and even whatever, explain it. whatever. I felt it coming yeah. through me. Yeah. I had zingers in my head. And I don't I could know feel all my nerves. Like I don't know if I got COVID because like anytime <laughs> yeah, I've, anytime I've gotten tested, it's been negative. And also like to me, the these tests are like yeah, there's whatever. so much false negative, yeah. like false positives, like all that stuff. Like we really don't like I said. We're putting a name to something that, like, doesn't really need a name. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, I literally felt like whatever this was that I got sick with at that time was carrying information. And, Mm. like, I, like, when I was sick, I got so much information that was, like, pretty much saying, like, you need to get this. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be afraid. Like, this is an adaptation. Like, we need we need to get this we need to let it pass let it pass you know and like and then i think too like in the sense of like you know people talk about the vaccinated people shedding and this and that and it's like well if we segregate ourselves from that we're not we're never going to adapt like we actually have to kind of expose ourselves a little bit so Mm -hmm. that we build different kind of antibodies to like, if there is something that is unhealthy in this, you know, to combat that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Like, what herd was immunity, it? Well, right? What was it? Sweden, they didn't do any, they didn't do any lockdowns, nothing like oh, that. Yeah, chilling. They, and they hit, like, their first day with zero deaths. They got herd immunity, like, a month or two, three months ago. Like, they're Holy chilling. Holy shit, they're no chilling. one's talking about they, it. No, it won't make it. That's the thing, no one's well, talking about it. You have zero, to dig for that shit. Disregard it but as far as, we're talking about As far as world news, though, you know, like, there's there's anti you know mandate protests in Paris and mm-hmm. oh, Amsterdam everywhere. like Germany all, Brazil mm-hmm. Germany all over but have you heard or seen any of it no. on the news not no. on the news when when people, people were yeah. were you know protesting everywhere for BLM yeah that was all over but like there's people protesting you know for for this and we're mm-hmm. not hearing I, about I it I think yes. like what you said though I think this is really important to like bring I've always wanted Bobby to talk about this on the podcast before, but how you said when you got sick and you were craving, I, I think this is such an important aspect of mm. just intuitiveness of like in tuning into your body. And yeah. when you are, it doesn't mean it has to be COVID. Like I've had so many friends posting that their kids currently are getting viruses because they started school again, yeah. you know, and tuning into what that means and mm-hmm. what your body needs. So you should like talk about that more because our body does have a sensor that's like at the starve the virus mm-hmm. feed a bug so if you have like a cold right. you you do crave like soups and stuff so you should talk on that more yeah i mean i i definitely noticed like i eat pretty clean and i i was vegan for a bit but like i like i said and i say multiple times i i don't really like to label things i kind of just like to be and because there's times when i want to eat meat you know and i i feel like it's my yeah. body wants it, yeah. and I think there's a sustainable way to do yeah. that. I get it. I go to the farmers market. I know the people that I'm getting it from. I know that they're, you know, sustainably, like, uh, killing <laughs> in yeah. a way. You know, like, and I think too, it's like we look at our ancestors and what are we? We're gonna say they're savages for hunting, mm-hmm. like right. no, and, and they did yeah, it. Yeah, because they did it different. Yeah, they, they didn't did it, do it like they do now. Like here, yeah. we have like these things lined up, and we just like <laughs> pop them in the head, and they're dead, like one after the other. And back then, it was like you had a, you prayed for like a mm-hmm. couple days, and you had like a ceremony, and you did medicine, and you like 
prepared and then you went out and you only took what you needed mm-hmm. and that's yep. it and then it lasts yep. a month or yeah. two. you use everything nothing goes to waste your tendons to like build weapons you make clothing you make yeah weapons two weeks ago we did a whole chick like the whole chicken and and cook and use the broth and everything yeah that's awesome and someone wrote me and said that they were like that's such a a, a, a sign of gratitude to the animal that Completely. they gave their life for yeah. you to eat them and you should eat the whole thing and yeah. I was like oh like and yeah. I've been vegan for not now but like I have been in the past and I had never thought of it that way but I was like that's so true like yeah. I used this whole chicken for a whole week <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? awesome. and they used it for like yeah. months like yeah. two months or so right yeah <laughs> totally but you can um, do so much with it too it's yeah. like why would you waste that like that yeah it's giving its life for sure but yeah. I think we just forget that piece when we get sick. We mm-hmm. don't realize how much our body knows. Like yeah. we know oh, we have yeah. these sensors that go off that yeah. say, "Hey, I need this or I need that." Like when Bobby was really sick, he he couldn't swallow things. Like he his body was just like, "No, I can't take this right now." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's like um, when I started learning more about like medicine and herbs and stuff like that, like one of the things that you do if you start sitting with different kinds of medicines is you purge your face out like you throw up you shit yourself like Mm -hmm. you get sick and you purge and it's this whole like hey we've been stopping ourselves from like healing and like that's the thing that with COVID too I think it was good because like how many times before COVID did we go places when we were sick and not feeling well and right. like not like give never know, the yeah. rest you know like, like my mom would talk yeah. about people that would come into her work with like a flu and fever. where does she work at she my mom works uh she does insurance so oh. she works like in a you know cubicle not now she's at home thank goodness um but yeah she'd be like oh yeah people come in with flus because it's that mentality of <laughs> yeah. like yeah the american mentality is like yeah. work your ass off you gotta yeah. keep going like, or you're not gonna that's how it was me in school like my dad yeah. made me go to school like even if i felt like shit yeah. i have to like throw up at school and then and what's, like, hey, the, dude, what's the point you're sitting in school you're not gonna retain anything right you feel, you feel like shit yeah. you know yeah. like, <laughs> also you're not retaining anything in school anyways you're just being indoctrinated right. or, I, you know, I was like, i was that parent though i was that parent though because i i I thought that too like the mentality mm-hmm. of my house was if you're not vomiting or your fever's not over like 100 mm-hmm. you know 100 get like, your ass to school get your yeah. ass to school yeah <laughs> you know and i my kids joke now my oldest is always like he thinks i'm too easy on the youngest but i'm like times have changed because i can't yeah. send a kid to school now like if they have yeah. a little oh yeah it's oh, like yeah, we can't yeah. Send well, them. I, <laughs> I don't know i think that's kind of a good thing about like it is, this time. It is. letting them heal yeah thank gosh you know like, yeah but yeah back to food kind of like I once I got really clean I really noticed like how food affected me how alcohol affected me like all of that and most recently I um I was home for like the last holidays and like this has never happened before but like my brother and I got into this huge argument like and we had been drinking you know all this stuff and on top of it, like, I went, you know, and this is a very normal holiday thing, you, you indulge, right? Like, which now I'm realizing, like, indulging for me is, like, healthy, you know, like, that's a treat, not like a piece of cake isn't a treat, because a piece of cake is going to make you feel like shit, like, that's not a treat, you know? It's delicious going in. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, but you can make, like, raw cacao, and, like, coconut oil, and, like, you know, and you can make something out of really healthy really natural things that's gonna 
not taste even like better shit. and not make yep. you feel like shit. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, so I, w- I was home and I was eating like, and I don't normally eat bread and I was eating a lot of bread. I was eating, eating a lot of sugar. I was eating meat. I was eating and everything. And where are you? Where's home? Uh, San Jose, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my brother and I had this huge fight. I was like crying, ready to leave. Like he was like yelling at me to get out of his house. Like weird shit. Like we, we've never gotten into it like this. And also it's the times, like there's a lot going on. Everyone's mm-hmm. on edge. Yeah. Um, and I drove home back to LA and I had about like three or four days of like really heavy, depressive, suicidal thoughts Wow. that like I hadn't had since I was a kid, you know, like, and not saying I'm suicidal or would do anything like that, but you know, it's just, just I think thoughts. those yeah. are there, you know, like, yeah. why yeah. am I here? You know, I, I don't even, you know, it was like, I don't even want to be here. My brother hates me. Like I... Like, why am I even here? Like, da, da, da. And then I was like, but I never clung to any of those. They were just, like, coming through. Right. And then I started realizing, I was like, these aren't my thoughts. Yeah. Like, I'm not a depressive, suicidal person. Like, these are not my thoughts. And I was like, this is the sugar. Yeah. This is the (laughs) gluten. This is the alcohol. Yeah. And as soon as I, and I, I got back and I went and I detoxed. And as soon as I detoxed, those thoughts were, like, gone. Mm-hmm. you know and, it, and that's amazing yeah and you really you know like and it, and that's the thing like these these products with you know especially the wheat it's so modified mm-hmm. at this point especially you know preservatives yeah. you know you really like really look at the ingredients right now and if you can't fucking pronounce it like yeah. don't put it in your body you yeah know? like if it can't come out of your those, mouth don't put it in your mouth those <laughs> chemicals are designed to cause disease and to cause thoughts like that like it, it's meant to make you fucking crazy you mm-hmm. know like so yeah just read your ingredients did you <laughs> is your mom like a health fanatic like your parents did you grow no. yeah you know how like some people grow up they're like i ate all organic my whole life <laughs> no my mom like <laughs> i was a my mom's a little chubbier she like she was really skinny and healthy before she had me and then i was like the one that like ruined her body, I guess. And <laughs> you did. Yeah. And then like also my my dad wasn't my dad was an awesome, very kind man, but just didn't know how to really be a father and or not a husband. Yeah, he passed away about five years ago, but I was raised just by my mom and, and with my brother. Um so yeah, she she always was I feel like kind of concerned with like image when I was younger. And I think because she was heavier, she didn't want me to be. And I was, like, a bit of a chubby kid. Like, so I would I would go to schools with, like, salads and baked lays, which <laughs> I thought was, like, really embarrassing. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a healthy salad. It was, like, iceberg lettuce. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Then, like, find out later. Yeah. I'm going to just drink a glass of water. Yeah, exactly. like, Put some salad dressing in the yeah. water and, and just stir it up. Then, you know, it's, like, people don't know. Like, it's, like... And it's then finally we found kale, and we're like, wow, kale, it's you know? But, um, <laughs> and that was really, like, kind of traumatic as a kid, like, especially being a chubby kid, like, sitting and eating Damn. your salad, you know? And, like, so, Everybody gets it. Yeah. Like, so I think I had, like, good for you. Good for you. But, yeah, I had, like, body, body image issues, yeah. and also being a dancer, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I, I grew out of it, you know? And it wasn't anything major, and... <laughs> And then high school, I kind of was like, 
I wasn't anorexic, but I didn't really eat a lot, and I, like, w- I had this, like, teacher I would, like, um, TA her class, and, like, I would just, like, make coffee, and I would, like, throw my lunch away and, like, drink coffee, <laughs> so, like, that wasn't very a very healthy Cheers part of my life either. <laughs> you um, kind of just experience everything. Yeah, that's, yeah. honestly, that's, like, my life. I've, I, like, I love to experience something, and then, like, once I do it, I'm, like, done, like... When I was in high school, I did like cocaine every day for two weeks. Oh and then, my like, God. Jesus and then after Christ. That, and then after that, I was like, I'm good. You know, I was like, oh, cool. Like, like right. I experienced what it was like to be like a fiend. And that wasn't and then, like, Yeah, and I was like, I'm good. Like, I was, I was literally on like the front lawn of my school doing coke off my history book. You know? like, oh I was, my like, God. I was just the kid that like pushed stuff, but like never got in trouble. I don't know. They're like, like uh, why? But, man, that man was just eating iceberg yeah. lettuce at lunch. Yeah, now he's starting what the hell? Oh, I would do lettuce Drunk at school. We used to do like, I mean, I grew up in San Jose, which is a melting pot, and there's a lot of gang activity around yeah. there, too. And, but I mean, I did ecstasy at school. I was like, <laughs> Good lord. I just Damn. wanted to tr- experiment. And, this is very you know, like, like common California stuff, but probably yeah. not so much in Utah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, very, very California. But yeah, I mean, now I'm, I mean, I don't. I don't like to touch things that, that are synthetic and, you know, I mostly stick to, like, if I do medicine, it'll be, like, mushrooms or weed or, you know, st- stuff that's more natural. Yeah. But, that's um, so interesting, though, about, like, the diet stuff um, because our oldest son, we, when he was younger, he had, like, a lot of, like, sinus infections and ear infections. We ended up taking him. He was the first kid we took off of milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. That was really different for us, like. We both grew up drinking milk. Yeah. I was a big milk drinker. I love milk. Yeah, um, same. I mean, my parents didn't think... I mean, I don't know if my parents, but whoever raised me, it was like, your meal wasn't complete without a glass of milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Gives you strong we, bones. I yeah. drink yeah. I drank it like water. totally <laughs> fake yeah. brain, by the way. And then... The yeah. got milk was like yeah. total got ridiculous. Milk, yeah. And yeah. then we took Drake off when he was... Just one. He had like fourteen ear infections. Wow. Yeah. His first Dang. year of life, and I just started. It wasn't a doctor that told me that, but I started doing my own research wow. and finding out that um, all the dairy stuff was just really bad for Doctors. for kids. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of a personal choice, and then medical medium comes out years mm. later, which I'm big. I love medical medium. Yeah. He talks a lot Sellers. about this intuitive mm-hmm. eating. Yeah. And he's big on now that dairy feeds a lot of viruses yeah. and yeah. chicken and yeah to me all that. and Mike it's crazy because so my younger two daughters have never had milk mm-hmm. we I, I bought milk one day because my youngest said she wanted to try it and then she didn't drink it so yeah. yeah when people when I tell people that they're like your kids have never had milk I'm like nope and they've never yeah. had a broken bone yeah so, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah well I mean yeah, we're the only mammal <laughs> we're the only mammal that, that drinks, drinks another mammal's yeah, milk and then no if sense. you look at how long does it take for a little cow to grow into a big ass cow it's a way <laughs> shorter time than we take <laughs> yeah. to grow into a big ass human well, so look at if you notice there's a lot of trees Okay. There is a lot of tall ass people out now. Like No, literally. And they're getting tall at right. the age of twelve. Literally, you know yeah. What I mean? And the gr- the little kiddos. <laughs> Joey's no, seriously. Terminology here, but. Well I think there used to be like I mean there's it's old, hormones. There's yeah. old pictures back in the day of like 
eight foot tall people, you know? Like, yeah. I think that's been in our like genetic coding I think it for has a while. Been. You know? But I think maybe Dude. the puberty, because I, I will know, say. It's the GMOs. Like, my kids seem I to be the hormones, in the yeah. puberty yeah. area. And I don't know if that's All the, 12 year the old, lack of. The 12 year olds that look like 21 year olds. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I'm fine with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, I think yeah. I think everything comes down to inflammation control and mucus. If you have like, and dairy is a huge dairy and gluten inflammation are and huge. mucus. Yeah, and gluten's inflammation. Yeah, yeah, and dairy's yeah. mucus. And, and parasites so. cause inflammation. Yeah, so, so like yeah. the thing is, is if you have uh, so, a lot of times you want like an alkaline body because that helps to break up mucus and not allow mucus to exist and. So, like, if you have mucus, that's where, you know, viruses, bacteria, germs can, like, hang out longer and, like, stick mm-hmm. in your body more. Mm-hmm. And then if you have inflammation, well, then your blood flow is not going to be good. Your nerves, you know, they're not going to be able to it's send the signals through. Yeah, exactly. So, it, inflammation control and mucus control is, like, huge. So, alkaline diet... Um, I take turmeric, I take CBD, I love like raw cane juice is really good for inflammation. Um, anything that's like inflammation control, you want to like really just like put into your diet. Raw cane juice, what's that? Raw cane juice is like the, you know, the cane, cane, sugar cane, the plant. So they just take that and they juice it. So where do you buy that? Uh, I get it at the farmer's market. Um, I don't know. I'm, I get it in LA, so I'm, but I'm sure there might be. If you look up like, yeah, right. I'm like, is that real? It's I, super. Yeah, I've got to about it too. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, just get a what you say? cane thing. I said, is it FDA approved? Oh no. god, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like fentanyl and oxycontin and aspartame. Sounds good. Interesting. Well, and if you look at anytime they release a new technology. I feel like we may have said that before too, but every time they release a new technology, a virus breaks out. So five G. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's like, but then the like in 1918 when Spanish flu was happening, I think we we're at like a new, a different. Yeah, that's when like, they rolled the other like whatever out. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, like, like we were talking about this too with, with like the vaccine and with five G and all of that stuff is like we have like sovereignty here and we get to decide how something affects us. Yeah. And, you know, I look at like someone like Wim Hof and he's, you know, he's done experiments where he's like done breath work and then been injected with like poison and diseases mm-hmm. and it like doesn't affect fine. him because yeah. he's like alkaline and also his mentality is that it's not going to affect him. So, yeah. right. You know, I think we really, we're really in control and I think, you know, beyond like, I don't think it's a question of like, if you get it or if you not, like, it's the mark of the beast, like, no, 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 you know, like, I think it's, like, I think it's about sovereignty, and I think it's about choice, and I think it's about unity, and I think if you're working from a place, on both sides, whether you get it or not, if you're working from a place of making the choice because of something, some outside factor, Mm -hmm. like, because of work, or because, oh, I just want things to get back to normal, I just want, Mm -hmm. no, 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 and you don't really make, like, a educated sovereign choice Mm -hmm. i think that's where like the issue lies but and same for the other side if you're like oh well i don't want to get that because like i don't know why i'm talking in uh, (laughs) (laughs) i liked it that was like a a little racist um but 
like white Republican. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, like same hey, on that no. side too. It's like if I think unity is the answer, and there's there's so much polarization yeah. right now. And if you tie into that, you're you're not going to be on any side. There's no side. You know, like right. we have to come together. That's yeah. like balance. Yeah. 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 I was just telling Andrea yesterday. I was like, man, there's there's a lot of people who are anti-vax and a lot of people who are vax. Mm. And I'm like, they need each other right now because there is two different extremes. We need yeah. to be right. somewhere in the middle yeah. here. Like how many in the past like year and a half, how many different things or situations this or that. have come up to be like here you get to choose one or the other and you get to be yeah. divided and you also get to be pissed at each other yeah. and here's all the reasons why you should be fighting each other and ooh what are we going to do over here and people are you like know? mad at you if you don't yeah. pick a side and like, I'm just like yeah. I want to learn about mm-hmm. everything and I, yeah. don't, I don't want any side like I just want to be me like <laughs> shit and yeah. I think I think some people view, the people who are picking sides see that as you don't have a backbone like you don't, you know. But in reality, they ain't got a backbone. That's some of the response there, I've, I've you know? had when I talk to family about it, and I'm like, I just don't have, you know, like the, I'm mm-hmm. in the eye of the storm or whatever, and they're like, that's because you don't have a stance, you don't have a bound, like you don't have a boundary. Or I'm like, no. I think no. that is a stance. And why can't that not be a stance? Why can't we? Like I feel like too, like it's it was neutral, more important right? for me to look at both sides, like mm-hmm. this whole year, like. When I hear something does, that doesn't feel in alignment, I go look at the opposite side of whatever that track is. And it's like, oh, if I'm hearing it from this side, I'm going to go see what these guys are saying. And then to see how they both spin it, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I actually get to sit with myself and ask myself what I think. And that's huge. Like that, And that kind of goes back to COVID, too. And, like, asking, like, what does your body need to heal? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. like, honestly, if I'm sure there's people out there who are, like, I think for myself that the best option for me is to get this vaccine and it's going to make me feel healthy and it's going to make me feel and there's safe. there's nothing else that's going to change their mind about it. Yeah, and that's totally right? cool. And, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, and I think if that's your sovereign choice and yeah. and that's what makes you feel healthy, I want you to feel healthy. Yep. That's all okay. I want for yep. anyone, you know? And then, but if you're, like I said, if you're over here and you're like, well, I don't know what I, if I'm going to get it, but so-and-so got it and like, you know, this celebrity said it was okay, and, you know, I just want things to go back to normal, because the government says if we get it, it'll go back to normal, but, like, they keep moving the goalposts, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, if we just keep saying yes, then they're going to yeah. keep moving the goalposts, and mm-hmm. I think this whole third booster thing is a big wake-up for yeah. a lot of my friends who have gotten, you know, vaccinated, and like have gotten bold. They're yeah. like, wait, like, well, is, Israel, is, well, you literally, Israel's on their fifth, I think. You they're literally went through, and their, yeah, their cases are skyrocketing. Crazy high. But, like, if you if you look at, like... So what does that show you? Yeah, exactly. But, like, oh, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit, but... Um, no, it's okay. Your friends are questioning... Oh, yeah, yeah, but, like, booster. I think the, the booster in America especially is a big wake-up call for people because it's, like... You, you literally went from like getting the double getting double dosed and then you're like I'm fully vaccinated yeah I can yeah. do anything and yeah. then they're like oh by the way we're gonna give you a third booster and if you don't get the third booster you're not gonna be considered yeah. fully vaccinated anymore <laughs> you know and then it's like 
what the fuck? Like, that's yeah. less but than I like am fully vaccinated. Months. You told me two, and it's fully yeah. vaccinated. No, or you six. gotta get a third, or else you won't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like, it's just the goalpost is gonna keep moving. You know, right. and like, cause and most of the people I talk to, they're like, oh, I just got it so that it would go back to normal. Well, right. there's not gonna be that. Yeah. So like, there you is. Just, yeah. Give up. <laughs> the like, old normal's gone. Well, and too, and like, listen. And the new normal isn't real. Cause, right. Because fuck them for trying to yeah. fucking yeah, <laughs> like shit, you know? The yeah. stuff they repeat over and over. Like, it's like, okay, I've heard the new normal how many times? No, we're on the new like, earth, motherfucker. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're on a whole, yeah. It's like, no, no, we're not going to fall into that spell. It's like, yeah. turn off the Kardashians. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. <laughs> wow. That is it. Well, any, any other things beyond well, COVID? <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's like my least favorite thing to talk about. It, is, it is, but it's weird how it is so symbolic to just... Oh, so, so much happening like, right now. So it's oh, not like hell, yeah. COVID per se. It's, it's so symbolic to just how we're living yeah. and our, well, our I mean, way of thinking. And like you're saying, like polarized societies, like... How are we taking care of our bodies? I mean, yeah. I hate that COVID's the word that bundles it all up. Mm. But. Well, but I think, you know, like, <laughs> to me, like, if we look back, you know, three years ago, people were leaving the earth like crazy. They you were. Know, like, and, and everyone thought the world was ending then, too. Yeah, even before COVID <laughs> stuff, it was like, you know, yeah. look, like Robin Williams, you know, all these, like, actors were dying, like, yeah. friends, parents, people, just, like, people who were perfectly healthy just, like, dropping, you know? Mm-hmm. And people would be like, oh my gosh, they're perfectly healthy, like, what could have happened to them? But you never know what's going on in someone's yeah. life. Like, they could have been abused as mm-hmm. a kid, they could have had some sort of heavy trauma that stuck with them that is, you know, causing them this you know this thing and i think you know if we look back like this shift has been happening for a long time and i think it's so apparent right now that they had to put all this shit in our face to try and distract us right like like an explanation Dolores canon you know like the the higher powers will always send something they'll continue to send those big messages you know they already have the messages there but then they're like, they're going to find other ways. Yeah, if you're not um, getting it, yeah. if you're it's not gonna, getting you're going to get backhanded with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. and then they're going to send something bigger to just say, hey, pick up, you know. And I think that that's what this is, because it really is. Like, it's weird how Israel's, what, they're on Booster mm-hmm. 5 now, but yeah. their cases are still going. Like, Huge, so yeah. what message are we missing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, the message Well, and even like, just with ours, like, I think it was, like, September 7th, we were at 25,000 cases, and with zero vaccines, and then September 7th of this year, we hit, like, th- I think it was, like, 300,000 cases or something. Yeah. I might have to double-check that number. Oh, I mean, it's, somewhere in there. So it's, it's like, really easy. It's look really up, interesting, yeah. Look up, like, um, look up COVID cases, United States, and you look at the timeline, and around, like, December, January is when the first, like, vaccine push mm-hmm. started happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, a month, or not even a month, a couple of weeks after, you know, January yeah. 8th, even, like, cases started to go yeah. out. And then the variant, like, too. Like, the variant, yeah, the variant didn't show up until, itself until the, vax. the vaccines. Right. Like, well, I, you know, we talked about all this health stuff. I think that, you know, people like you and I, I the more aware people, if you want to... <laughs> quote unquote people who practice awareness people who practice awareness people who want to listen to their body people who want to question things 
I think that's the new norm. Like we we're talking about yeah. going from a Capricorn era into an Aquarius era. Well, Capricorn was all about structure and building. They're an earth sign, right? Yeah. So they're all about building communities and all this other stuff, which is very necessary. But an Aquarius is more of a, a thought-oriented um, way of life, right? And this younger generation and people who are kind of like waking up, if you want to go there, they're getting into that type of mentality and they're starting to question things, which is so yeah. necessary because yeah. the old way of life isn't working anymore. Yeah. People aren't wanting to be controlled. People aren't, Mm-mm. there are more and more people that are waking up and not be, they're no longer sheep, right? And what really needs to be pushed and I've, I've had this conversation with multiple people who tried to tell me that I need to go get vaccinated. Um, well, are, don't you think it's kind of ironic that when you turn on the news, they don't talk about anything in regards to your health? Mm-mm. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. They don't talk about, like, take these herbs, take yep. this, you yeah. know, take that. Eat like this. No. You know, get yeah. exercise. Yeah. Get good sleep. Nothing. Right. All they're saying is... Stay home, get vaccinated, and that is it. Right. And it, even when I went to the doctor, so just for everybody out there, I had COVID, and after I got, after I was out of quarantine, I was having major anxiety attacks, like every other day. Mm. And all I got was like, oh yeah, you, you probably, sh- are you going to go get vaccinated now? No. You know what I mean? And I go to my doctor, and my doctor is like... Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, you thought about it at one point, didn't you? What, getting vaccinated? Yeah, getting vaccinated. I did for a brief second because I'm like, well, maybe I should, you know what I mean? But then I go to my doctor and they prescribe me all of these opioids or whatever, right? Antidepressants, uh, anti-anxiety medication, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, that's it. That's the only answer they could give me. Yeah. And I'm like, there's nothing else I can do. They're like, no, take these. These might not work. If they don't work, <laughs> come back. We'll try other ones. Damn. Well, you look this stuff up and it has all these adverse side effects. Yeah. Like yeah, crazy stuff. Super, you know, like the one they gave me that is, I'm supposed, I was supposed to take. I didn't take any of it, but it takes like a week or two to get into your system, but it can cause major depression. <laughs> right, like but you're taking it for depression or 45% yeah. of people, <laughs> and I'm taking it for that reason. Like, right? I feel like I'm taking crazy like, And I'm like... You might have suicidal thoughts. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then the other, one, the other one that I actually tried, it will, I look it up and it's like, may cause anxiety. I'm like, this is... An anxiety medication. What the hell? What the hell? You know what I mean? And sure as shit, I took it a couple of times and it made me feel all right for 45 minutes. Yeah. And then after that, I had a panic attack. Totally. You know what helped? Uh, I mean, well, (laughs) I did take Tylenol. Yeah. And that helped. Yeah. Because I found out later that, you know, it's the vagus nerve that is being, that's inflamed and the vagus nerve is connected to your adrenal gland, from what mm. I understand. And the adrenal gland is what produces adrenaline. Wow. And your vagus nerve attaches from the back of your head, and it goes down your back, and then it comes through and up the front part of your chest, mm. right, into where your sternum area is. And when you're having an anxiety attack or when yeah. you're feeling anxiety, that's where you feel it. Mm. 
So Andrea, God bless her, and and even you, like you gave me that book. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like you a, got. The, it was the nutritional healing. A right? nutritional healing yeah. book, right? So I look up these herbs because you had an anxiety section. Yeah. And it was like take calcium, take zinc, take. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't remember all this other there stuff. There was like some fruit in there too, wasn't there? There was some fruit. Like, yeah, there's yeah. fruit. Yeah, decrease, you know, anything with caffeine and yep. sugars and all the other garbage that yep. we were talking Processed about earlier. Shit. Yeah. And it'll help. So I, you know, I go to what do I do? I go to Sprouts. I'm like <laughs> I'm going to get all this shit, right? And it took a day or two, but I stopped having anxiety attacks yep. and I stopped having all this. And I thought I was going to, I thought I was screwed for the rest of my life. That's how yeah. it felt. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've ever had an anxiety attack. You feel like you're dying, Yeah. you know, and it was constantly this feeling there. And, you know, I, I, I'm not a crier, but I have cried so much <laughs> in that month span because I just couldn't control it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so anyways, I go to the doctor, she gives me that, it's like a dead end, which is very, like, traumatizing and yeah. sad, you know what I mean? Because oh, man. you don't know anything. Yeah. Thank God, like, I have friends in my life that are like, no, try this. Yeah. And Andrea, Andrea's, like, super on the medical medium, which is, he's like a herbalist guy, mm-hmm. like... check that check his books out because he has like a solution for almost everything but he talks a lot about viruses and stuff like that and how they inflame your central nervous system which is part of your or the uh, vagus nerve is part of that right and i just started remedying that with natural things you know what i mean and like I said, it took a couple of days, but it takes after longer. That, it takes a little longer. Yeah, because yeah, it, it has go to go natural. Your, it has to go in your body, and yeah, it has we're to not cycle computers. Through, yeah, right. Your cell, old cells die, and you're detoxing, mm-hmm. and all this other shit. And I was like, Andrew, I'm going to go vegan. I don't know, like anything I need to do to get rid of this because yeah. those anxiety pills don't work. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they're temporary. They're mm-hmm. not they're meant temporary. to be. They taken. cover it. They cover it. And that's the thing is, like, with anxiety, like, there's so much that anxiety is coming through to try to teach. Right. And it's like, when you sit with anxiety, like, what can anxiety show you? Like, how can you sit with it? How can you be in that heavy space, sit with it, and actually let it teach you something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the other yeah. thing. Like, you, you told me that, and it's really hard to, like sit with that when you feel like you're dying totally but at the same time you it is a mental thing right yeah so it's a biological thing first because you're it's swollen right Mm -hmm. there's some there's an issue there and it's a mental thing second yeah together it's creating anxiety right so you know i have andrea telling me you just need to sit there and breathe and you're telling me sit there and breathe and it's like because it's a physical thing first a yeah. biological thing first you can't get there right. when it's like that bad yeah you I have mental, to i think everything is mental first yeah yeah and then by because honestly it's like more of a subconscious thing that happens and then we make a choice like after the reaction you know it's the same with like an True. injury like most of the time we don't do preventative work we just start to like fix it once it's broken yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when I say a biological thing first, I had the virus, 
which is biological, mm, yeah, which creates, yeah, which creates the swelling. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing preventative measures, it's just going to stay that way. Yeah. So then you get in a mental headspace, yeah, and you're totally you're making it worse mm-hmm. mentally, right? When and it's, you've never had to experience coping with such stuff. Yeah, I've never really experienced anxiety on that level. Mm. So. She's like, oh, yeah, I've been through this, like, since I was in my 20s. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm 40. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as resilient as I was in my 20s. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm just like, all right. So I started to accept life like that. And I, I actually watched a YouTube video on a guy talking about how to deal with anxiety. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, breathing. And he's like, if breathing doesn't get you under control, he's mm-hmm. like, you just need to go, okay, you just need to accept it. Totally. And once you accept totally. it, you're like, okay, if I die now, yeah. I just die and that's it. Yeah. And I started doing that and I mean, I, I cried. I got there. Yeah. I went to an anxiety attack, but I never felt like I was going to die. I just felt like it wasn't going to go away. Mm. Like it was hopeless, yeah. essentially. And on the flip side of that, it when you were thinking you were dying, like when I drove, when I was driving you to the hospital and you were like saying your goodbyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that like, I felt my polyvagal, like I felt my vagus nerve, like. Oh yeah. You started, place. I started giving her anxiety. And, it was oh, contagious. And then I just, I was like, I have to be in the most calm state of mind. Like if he dies right now, this, he dies. Like the, there's nothing I can do. Like, I was just like yeah. driving, and I'm like, "Hey, he might die." <laughs> well, I love like Ram, Ram Dass. Like, I, I love listening to a lot of like Ram Dass's teachings, and a lot of his work is like preparing yourself for death. You know, and like mm. he talks about how we, you know, we don't prepare ourselves for death in our culture, right. but yeah. in many other cultures they do. You know, and he, you know, he talks about how death is just another moment, you know, it's, it's not to be treated as something like an ending or anything like that. And yeah, there's, he has a lot of really beautiful, like lectures and teachings about that, about like, yeah, how to, how to die essentially. Like, That's crazy. Who is this again? Ram Dass. Ram Dass. Ram Dass. How do you spell that just for your listeners? Uh, R-A-M-D-A-S. Ram Dass is really awesome. He was kind of around like Timothy Leary and um what's his name terrence mckenna they were mm. they kind of like ran around the same circles they're a bunch of like really uh intellectuals mm. and then they were introduced to like um psilocybin and different like uh medicines and it really like opened their mind up and you know uh timothy leary is one of the forefathers of the lsd movement and mm. um Terrence McKenna is mm-hmm. huge on psilocybin and how, wow. you know, different, yeah. like, mushrooms, not only that, but lion's mane and, you know, mm-hmm. all these different kind of uh, medicinal mushrooms helped to build, you know, our brains and the, mm-hmm. the, the way that they are. Not only, like, the amino acids, but also the spiritual experiences. Um, and Ram Dass as well, he was, you know, big with that. And then he kind of turned away from you know, the medicine work and, um, he really stepped into yoga and, you know, yoga philosophy and a lot of meditation. And then 
he like kind of had a stroke and um oh no <laughs> yeah and then he was well he had a stroke and then it left him pretty paralyzed and he said it was like the I think, like, the biggest blessing of his life because it caused him to go more inward. Okay. And, you know, and he had to rely on other people for, to do things for him. And, um, and yeah, there's, you know, there's really great documentary on, I think, Netflix about Ram Dass as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so just a- anything with him, I think, mm-hmm. is just so, like, I feel very connected to him. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, with, like, with anxiety, like, one of the... You know, that's what, when you do medicine work, you, you go through that, you go through anxiety and you go through like essentially like an ego death, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's been many like mushroom trips that I've taken and journeys Mm -hmm. where I've literally like, I, I remember this one time I had a rose and I was just staring at the rose and just watching the geometries of the rose unfold. And then I just laid on the ground and I crossed my legs and I crossed my arms over my chest like a corpse. And I had the rose on top of me like I was in a coffin and like I had died. Yeah. And I laid there and I let a part of me die. Mm, and wow. I literally like felt it and I like got cold and I started like crying. Yeah. And I, I released this like really like intense, I don't know, thing that was hanging on and then like and then later, like, my friend was going through something, and she, she was going through these, like, heavy cramps, and and I, like, made a bath for her, and, you know, like, put these crystals, and we were, like, together, and, you know, we had done medicine together, and, and you know, we were talking about these feelings she was having, and she was bringing up all this stuff with her family, and, and I felt like, almost like it was doing surgery, like, mm. you know, we were trying to find, like, this one place of like yeah. where is this coming from and then mm-hmm. literally she's in this hot bath and I just imagine like white light around her like I just mm-hmm. pictured white light and literally within that like in that moment we both opened our eyes at the same time and looked at each other and she was like my pain's gone mm-hmm. she's wow. like my pain's gone and and her her skin was like goosebumps all over and she's like I'm freezing Wow. right now crazy and she's like never had the cramps again and and mm. it's not something I did it's right. just something I was there for and also yeah. like to me like because I do energy healing and I do Reiki and I do all of that and like I said like you know with art as well like I never feel responsible for the energy that's like mm-hmm. passing through right and for me like as a healer I'm not healing you I'm giving you a space in which your body can heal itself. Yeah. Mm. So I'm providing and I'm holding a frequency that your cells are going to match and they're going to heal based off that. Right. And I think the best, the best healing technique you can do for yourself is do nothing. You know, like the deepest healings I've ever gotten are from laying flat on the ground or like, I love doing it in nature, like lay on a rock. That mm. shit will like heal your life. Um, but I literally will just lay flat and I'll close my eyes and I'll just breathe. And then I'll like, I'll relax everything. And I'll just like anything I feel tension, I just keep letting it melt, keep letting it melt. Like deeper, deeper, deeper. Because then you bring your body into this like stasis, right? right. It, the, you, none of your energy is going out. All of your energy is like in. 
And then it but can actually you, heal. You also have to like be able to be in a state of mind to get to that. Totally, yeah. Because yeah. that, I mean, for some people, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I just yeah. lay on a rock and. I mean, it take, I mean, it wasn't like the first time I, yeah, it wasn't right. like. It's not going to happen the first yeah, time. Yeah, it wasn't like the first time I, I laid happened, down yeah. and I was like, oh, I, I'm good, you know? I like, hate to like, I, I hope you're okay for putting on the spot right now. Okay. Okay. Are you okay with it? I don't care. Because like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been married to Bobby for 12 years and he honestly had never experienced, experienced depression or anxiety ever in his whole life. But he also wasn't much into like a real deep meditation or yoga or I feel like this was kind of an awakening and I do think it was almost a strip of an ego. Yeah, things catch no, up to you. And it no. was oh, like, yeah. it was hard Especially to say if you're not crying. I'm gonna say yeah, I've I've never not seen processing I mean, it that way. I've only you seen him purged. cry when his children are born. Yeah. And, you know. So that I love you, crying. That, Crying's like my favorite <laughs> that thing. tells you how many times he's crying. I told you I wasn't a crier. Yeah, he's not a crier. <laughs> it's so good for you. When, you gotta let it out. I, I let it out. I saw him. I caught up. I mean, yes. You caught up. You got all caught up. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. I love and he it. was like, in a part that. of it was like, you, you know, I, because yeah. I was just sitting there and I'm, you know. Yeah, but I, then if it makes you uncomfortable, it then it's about you. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's just like, let them be there. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and but yeah, I had never well, seen. It's kind of cool. Cry. It's really great to have a witness too, like especially when you're going through that, like to have you there to witness it and like to be witnessed is yeah. a part. That's actually a part of a grieving process that you do. Yeah. Is you have a witness. And hold, yeah, yeah, it's holding, such a beautiful thing. Yeah, holding space is oh my so God. important. And, so my and, point of that was is that like, I don't, I don't think that just any person could go lay on a rock. That's amazing. <laughs> I think I. You know, I used to... Like, like, I think that takes a certain level of where you're at. Yeah, I mean, it takes time. I, I yeah, didn't, it definitely Like I said, it, I mean, but also it was it was quick for me. Like, I've, I've always been, like, spiritually minded since yeah. I... Like, I was telling them since I was young, yeah. And... What's your birth... Did you already say this? Uh, Aquarius and Valentine's Yeah, I he, guessed it. He's a Valentine baby. Born a Valentine. Valentine baby. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I... Gosh, met it first couple times meditating like couldn't shut my mind up for the life of me and now I'm in this place where like I don't really have thoughts going on most of the time like I feel like you know if you first like meet someone right like most of the time you're gonna create things in your head right so you're like hi nice to meet you and in your head you're like ooh, I like their shirt I wonder if they're da -da. do they think I look like this da -da -da. you know and all these like assumptions and these like thoughts start to pull in right and I feel like I've gotten to this place where like I don't have that like mm -hmm. I don't have expectation I don't have assumption and it's hard for people to grasp because like not many people are like yeah. that mm -hmm. so a lot of people yeah. will like just assume that I'm assuming or, like, <laughs> right that I'm gonna react or that I'm right. like this like like a friend of mine the other day he like said something and I just didn't react because I just I didn't feel like reacting you know and like and he was like well aren't you gonna react and i was like why like do i need to you know like what yes. do you need you know, me like, to like, is that something to. you need yeah, to yeah, yeah you know? like, i want to try that honestly just not <laughs> react yeah. to like yeah. certain things because mm -hmm. it's like what is it the things that are like bugging you like you, you have the power to like not let them bug you right just stop feeding it your yeah. attention you know exactly. my, my favorite thing i just learned recently is I, I work at this place called stretch lab and i like stretch people and 
I have this client who's a psychologist and we'll have these like really deep and fun conversations and also not this story but another thing that she taught me was most of the serotonin in your body is made in your gut so that's why it's mm-hmm. really important to have a healthy gut um, Damn. but yeah. she she told me that like she talks about like uh, the flight or flight and the reactive brain, right? And so yes. as soon as you're like triggered, yeah, as soon as you're triggered, <laughs> that goes and it, it takes over everything, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing else can go on. Like that's all you're in. So mm-hmm. like anything you say or do in that reactive state is like you're going to regret it and it's not going to be good, you know? So she talks about how it's like a snow globe. And so when you when you get triggered or reactive, the snow globe shakes and then everything is so like fuzzy and unclear and you literally have to just wait until the snow globe settles and just wait. Mm-hmm. And then that's analogy. when you can like yeah, start that. to move. And yeah, I mean it totally makes sense. Like I've been in so many situations where someone's triggered and I'm trying to get a point across and it'll never get listened to because they're not in a listening state. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's about being communicative and being like, hey, I'm feeling really triggered right now. If we have this conversation in, in this state, I'm going to say something that I don't want to say and then I'm going to regret. Mm-hmm. So can we either talk about this another time right. or yep. let's, yeah. let's take a moment, yep. let's take a walk and let's come back to this. Yep. And if we're still triggered... Yeah. This isn't the time to talk about it. Yeah. No one's going to listen. Yeah. And you're not going to find a resolution ever. Like ever. Like it's just pointless. It's a waste of energy at that point. People should rewind that 10 seconds just now. Listen to that again. There's a whole podcast on that. It's called the polyvagal theory. The polyvagal theory. Your vagus nerve is so important. That is your vagus nerve. It it centers Mm. off your fight or flight. And it's called stuff not broken, actually. I had a really, another cool, um, <laughs> but another, it's that idea yeah. that you fight or flight. Yeah. Another, uh, cool, like analogy I've learned, um, about the vagus nerve too, is, uh, uh, thinking of it as a, like guitar string, right? So what, when we're in lower frequency, what tends to happen? Our postures lower, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, we look down, we're not feeling confident We're our shoulders are forward mm. and our vagus nerve is shortened, you know, mm. and it's, it's, it's not crunched. tight. Right. So what happens when a, a note, you know, a, a guitar string is, is not tight. It's going to play a lower note. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, right. So then once you start having a taller, you know, diaphragm. taller diaphragm, like standing up straighter, more confident. Right. So I'm down here, boom, 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 and I straighten up, boom, 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 boom. Right. Right? So that's like, this is like your frequency, right? The biggest nerve is like your voice, it's your your heart, it's your gut, like mm-hmm. it runs through your, it's I your fucking gonads. But then it goes into the biological gonads, like. aspect, because that's what <laughs> essentially COVID is affecting is the, bi- is the vagus nerve. Yeah. And so then it goes into like, there's some parts of it that it does if you you know it's biologically being affected by like a virus going through it mm-hmm. sure. so we can upper like we can think of that like mm-hmm. what you're saying and then there's also the part where like maybe biologically we don't have control well, well i think you were saying i right? think there is a there is a physical like by stretching it and by you know it's wringing a towel right you know totally. like if, you, but what there, if you're not in a state of mind to do, to do that does that make sense like if you absolutely have no control 
then you have no control. <laughs> well, that's and where that's you have your, to surrender to it. And that's what you have to surrender to. That's like you surrender. But I also think... Let it make you its bitch. I also think some people... <laughs> just get through it. I was a bitch. <laughs> so that goes to the other aspect of what you're saying, that, like, sometimes we just have to but listen. I think some people were meant to, like, come here and be unconscious, you know? And, like, and yes. were, like their point yes. of coming back into this place, like, wasn't to wake up. Yeah. You know, like, wasn't to... Right. What is Dolores yeah. Cannon calls those something, though? They're, like... Like, sleepers or... They're like, they're what? just like the extras. Like background. extras. What? Yeah, background people. Yeah, what background. Background. Oh, he calls them background people. I yeah. dislike that. So but it's true. I don't it's just like, it's the, that's, not, yeah. that's not what. Well, it's so, the like Mr. Smith effect, too, you know? It's yeah. Like, and then, so when you become, and we've been background before, too, you know? Like, yeah, when totally you're, yeah. When you're yeah. being that subconscious. And maybe in some situations, like, you've been, you choose to be background. I have. I'm like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> well, the theory on her background people is more like, it, like, when you go to an airport or anywhere, like a mall, and you're just people watching, these people have really no relevance in your life at all. They're just there. There's fillers, right? So, background in her uh, philosophy or theory, background people don't really, they're not real people. They're more like robotic, you know what yeah. I mean? They're like just there to. But she oh. talks about it in <laughs> senses of like, there's some people who they live their whole lives being background people. Like, like he's saying, some yeah. people just come well, here not to be woken up, they're just here. Yeah, well, but like, that's not like the, the background Smith, people. Like, the whole Mr. Smith effect is like, you know, the, the idea that like anytime, if you're with in a group of people and there's people that are like not conscious, you know, there and they're not fully like making their own choices and they're, they're working from a place of like, you know, what society has like indoctrinated them to be mm-hmm. like, there's a, there's a, if you start like bringing up stuff that like um fucks with like the matrix reality you'll notice all of a sudden these people get like really volatile and really like weird or or do you notice if you're ever really in like a really like good place then all of a sudden you'll meet this new friend that's like kind of shady or something you know like (laughs) that tries to bring you down yeah like that happened to me in covid like i mean bless his heart this like really sweet guy who's very magical but also like doesn't really like know much about himself and i think I think I was in this really awesome place and then we met and it was really like beautiful and magical and it totally brought me down. Like I was compromising on things I would Mm. never have compromised on. And it was totally that like Mr. Smith effect. Like I Mm. felt like I was in this good place and then like the matrix was like, hell no, fuck Mm. you, you know, like, (laughs) but also like, I'm glad because, like, I needed to revisit a lot of these things that I thought I had, you know, kind of gotten over. Right. That's yeah. crazy. I like that. How you think you're over something and then... No. Nope. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, or maybe a... not over something. Like, you're probably yeah. over it, but maybe it's coming back around to test you to make sure you really are. Well, we're always... Yeah. I think we're always processing things, like... Yeah. I think, like, something that happened recently was, like, you know, like, with my my mom and brother like they they already went through their like what they would consider their healing with like the stuff with my dad you know Mm -hmm. like um you know I won't go into too many details about it but like you know they got I think they got kind of burned a little bit and Mm -hmm. I I was a baby and my 
my after I was born, my mom and dad split up, so I wasn't really around that that much. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think they like they did their thing and they were like over it. So by the time I started processing all of that and started reminding them, it was like they didn't want anything to do with it. Mm. You know, like they didn't want to talk to me about it. My yeah. mom didn't even know how to approach me with it. Like it was it was after my dad died and she was like, I don't even know why. Like he you know, he wasn't even there for you, like da da da. Like why would you even not like why would you even care, but like, yeah, essentially, you know? And mm-hmm. and I was like, Yeah, I'm in this like weird gray area where I like don't know this man and like you know now I don't have a chance to really know him mm. other than like through other people and like right. and so I was this like reminder mm. of this like trauma that they like didn't actually go through and I or they they thought they went through but they didn't actually like process and also like like I said you're never it's never gonna end you know yeah. you're always gonna be processing this kind mm. of stuff so it was a big reminder and it really like triggered them. And I, I also think that's where the fight with my brother came up and, you know, I, I was this like mirror for these issues that they really didn't figure out yet. And wow, I find that a lot in my life that I'm not on purpose, but I'm, I'm this mirror for a lot of people. And cause I live a very like transparent, judgment free, loving, very assured kind of life. And I think people want that. People want to feel assured of themselves. People want to know who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people don't want to do the work. Like I've fucking many times taken and not saying that this is it, but like I go camping by myself in like middle buttfuck nowhere with no one around me. And I'll do wow. an eighth of mushrooms and I'll sit out there and I'll, and I, I don't do it much anymore cause I've already done it. And I, right. now I just go without the mushrooms and do, you know, kind of do my thing. But like, yeah, like I, I've, I've done a lot of fucking work to like mm-hmm. be in the place where I am. Like totally. it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. just happen. You don't just be like, oh, man. Yeah. I get it. And it's like, no, like it I've, is work. I've like journeyed. I've mm. like seen things. I've been places. Like I've seen some of the most magical things ever. Like I've <laughs> fucking danced and like threw my finger up in the air and like a shooting star, like passed by, you know, just like, and <laughs> again, like I, that is magical. Yeah. That was one of the, that was actually I was in Mojave and I was camping out there and I had a fire and I honestly had never really seen like a shooting star before and um, something just compelled me to dance and I like danced and danced and it started building and building and building and building and building and then like all of a sudden something just made me like run my finger across the sky and literally to like, you know, when you point your finger and you look at the point, like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. literally it looked like it was coming out of my fucking finger. Like like, the biggest shooting star I'd ever seen. And, and I knew that I, and it was interesting because it could have gone two ways. I could have been like, I did that. That was me. I'm powerful. Right. I'm incredible. I'm mm. like, I made that shooting star come out of my finger. Like I controlled the No. And I, I was like, no, actually like, I'm just here at the mm. right time and right. the right place. In and like in yeah. alignment. And like, that's the reason that that happened. And I literally just did that. And I just like 
dropped to my knees and started like mm-hmm. crying and was just like so grateful and like yeah like, yeah. yeah it was just cool and you know I think we just don't really realize our our connection to nature and I think we have to like dive into it a little bit more wow mm-hmm. that is insane yeah uh. That's the, I think that's the key. That's like the tip getting in touch with things I've <laughs> 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 like I like some we're... of the some of the things like you know some of the things too like you're not supposed to share you know yeah. like some things oh, you're sure. like you're supposed to keep for you you know and but that's one of those stories that I was told I was able to tell. That's amazing. Well, shit. Well, it's shit. Well, yeah. hour and forty three minutes. <laughs> that's a good podcast. Yeah. I want to keep going, but I got to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but we should do it again. Yeah. Um, yes, please. So many you, things. Do you have any, about. like, closing statements that you want to leave anybody with, like, or advice or anything? Yeah, I mean, just unity, love, awareness, sovereignty. You mm-hmm. know, like, make sure you're making your choices don't, you know, if you're, you're getting messages and you're hearing things and you're seeing visions, don't just take those for, don't, yeah, don't like just blindly believe anything, you right. know, like even things that are coming from what feels like source, from what feels like intuition, from what feels like your higher self, Mm -hmm. like still use discernment in that because there's a lot of like spiritual manipulation and there's a lot of entities right now that are trying to like manipulate and push things. So really use discernment and really figure out what your true voice sounds like so that when you hear something that sounds like you, but a little different, Mm. you'll know it's not. Wow. You know what I mean? That's good. (laughs) <laughs> that, I like that. Find Boom. your true voice. We need a yeah. mic drop here. That was... I know, right? <laughs> nice. Well, awesome. Thank you uh, again for coming and being Thank a guest you, on the podcast. That was an awesome, interesting one. And <laughs> went all over. <laughs> yeah, I like that kind of podcast. It's it's great. <laughs> Um, and then thank you, Ashley, yeah, yeah, for the always. guest. Thank and you. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. Don't Coming in. The, in. Don't in the gym. Um, Joey had to leave because. Joey in spirit. Love you, Greg. Joey in spirit. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> we love you. Um, and everybody out there, please like and share this podcast. If you like what you're hearing, Woo-doo. that just helps support us, get us out. Yes. Um, it helps us keep the podcast going as well. And, uh, yeah, tell your mother, <laughs> tell your father, tell your friends, tell your spiritual guides, yeah. tell everybody. Tell your plants. Tell your plants. <laughs> tell your plants. <laughs> Give a tree a hug. Y'all. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs>